0: This is really Live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee, because together, we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. Are you ready for a breakthrough in money? I know i am we always can break through to higher and higher consciousness of a flow of a currency of recognizing that all wealth is created from within so let's do this thing live from los angeles this is dr aaron and we come together to know the truth live on spiritual principle and definitely align to universal law because we are universal law we truly believe that when somebody awakens they have a gift and message to bring to the world and together we're awakening the world. So let's do this thing. This is a new series on the podcast on money breakthrough. I am so incredibly excited for this series because I know it's going to transform so many people's perspective, their consciousness, their way of thinking around money, around the flow, around the currency. John Randolph Price said, money is my own natural energy field. So M O N. EY represents my own natural energy field. So we're going to break on down, you guys, the metaphysics of money, the metaphysics of how to get in flow and in the currency of the truth of the expression of the energy that you are backing. So let's break this on down. This is Dr. Aaron of Doctor of Divinity, and we teach metaphysics. We teach universal law. We teach the science of mind. We teach how the subconscious mind is connected with the subjective mind, which is one as universal law. We are here as spiritual beings demonstrating form. We are literally using this masterclass to develop our consciousness, to really be able to experience the depths of our soul in form. And so, I just want to say thank you for being here. I had the best week, such a great week, such a transformative week. We had so many people in the challenge and and we celebrated this week because what happens is we train everyone as CEOs of their personal and professional life and we go through 12-week cycles each quarter. And at the end of the quarter, we celebrate. We celebrate all the wins. We take inventory. We take a look at what worked, what didn't work? We recreate our life purpose statement, and then we, you know, take some time off to rejuvenate, and just gain perspective on life. And then we come back. You know, next week, uh, the following week, we'll come back, the first of the month, and and really launch into another quantum leap in this next quarter. And we had some huge celebrations this quarter. We literally had one um, incredible woman. Claire's a spiritual coach, and she had a forty-two thousand dollars month. You know what I mean? It's like. It's so amazing to watch. And she's a brand new baby. She's a baby that's under one years old. It's, it's like profound to watch. We had lots of women hit 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, you know, 20,000, 30,000 months. And I have to say that it's not about the money. Because we celebrate just as much when someone's had a huge breakthrough in doing their trauma work and having a great, you know relationship with their mother. There's another woman in our group, and she had an incredible quarter. She said her life is going to be completely changed with her lineage. She did lineage work this quarter and just her relationship with her mother and who she is and who she's showing up with for her family. like it just the biggest transformation. And we celebrate all of it. But money's important to celebrate, especially, we have a majority of women, we have a few men, and it's important to understand our worth. Money comes down to worth, and we're going to break on down how to break through this stuff, how to really transform our our money mindset, transform our action and our our identity around it truly and truly. And so I just want to celebrate everybody, everybody that listens to this podcast Everybody in our community, everybody that was in the five-day challenge, everybody, I know that if you're on this podcast, it is because you've had a spiritual calling and we believe in you. It doesn't mean that you need to be a spiritual entrepreneur, but I know that we believe in you, that you can really know thyself, that you can be enlightened in this lifetime. I know that for sure. Shouting out to Miriam as well, who is in our in our community. And Miriam is she wrote a book this month. Her book came out on poetry, um, all of her trauma and how she transformed it and bunches up it. This woman's been so amazing to watch because I first did trauma with her in the beginning and just watching her bloom. And I swear this woman's like enlightened, like the stuff that comes out of her mouth now is like, she just gets it. She so gets it. It's like amazing to watch everyone in our community. So let's break this on down, you guys. Money breakthrough. We're in a money breakthrough. We're going to be doing a podcast series on this. And you're going to be learning everything like today. We're going to go through the metaphysics of money. I'm going to also go through uh, some different books, like abundance book, and um, and a bunch of different prosperity metaphysically based metaphysically based books on money. I'm also going to teach you some uh, great prosperity principles, things that the distinctions I use to become a self-made millionaire and the flow of money and all the above, and also breaking down your trauma around that, around how it really plays into your ability to have money and make money. So let's do this thing. We start by knowing the truth. Let's take our hands and put them together. You can run them together if you want, take a deep breath in through the nose hold it in the air as much as you can, allowing the prana, the intelligence of the breath to energize every cell, allowing yourself to receive and give all that energy flowing as one thing, in and out, right? You can exhale out whenever it works for you. Inhaling again through the nose. And exhaling out. And I just recognize this one thing, this one thing called energy. I recognize even behind the energy, if you will, is spirit, is consciousness, directing energy. I recognize that is the untouchable, that part, that true essence of all of life is the presence and in that field, in that gap, in that place, is it's beyond all form. It is consciousness. And in that consciousness, I recognize that that one first cause is spirit, is divine, is God, is your true identity. And I recognize that that one source has created every last drop of all abundance, all prosperity, all wealth, all money, all gold, everything on this planet, in this universe. I recognize that the truth of all abundance and prosperity is remembering the truth of who you are. You are an infinite, infinite, prosperous, abundant being you only know abundance, the universe only knows abundance, and I recognize in this that we also can invert it to create scarcity, we can create lack, we can create fear because it's the one same source that can be used in this relative world for an inverted experience. But I recognize that that same energy that has created bills, that has created fear, that has created you know all the things. That in a flash of light of recognizing the cause of that, all is restored. And so I claim my birthright and your birthright of prosperity, of abundance, of love, of having amazing, incredibly dynamic life of currency, of giving and receiving, recognizing it is all one thing. And so I just say thank you, as I feel into the energy around this community and all the people on this podcast listening. I know who you are. I know the abundance. I see you now, having aha moments, having breakthroughs, being able to be in flow with money and having a big smile on your face. I feel it right now. The ha, I'm never ever fearing money because you are the creator of money. I say yes. I say yes to prosperity, abundance, cash, monetization, all the above. Being able to serve and give and receive all as One as together we say, and so it is. Amazing. Okay. So, oh my gosh, money, 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 honey. So I want to tell you a little bit about my own personal story around money. So I grew up in basically a pseudo hippie commune in the hills of Santa Barbara. It wasn't exactly a commune, but it was the leftover residuals of the sixties. I was born in the seventies. And I mean, we had you know, I think we had some crappy little television that had one channel on it. We watched things like three, Three's Company and, and um, you know, Fantasy Island. And I think we watched maybe three shows throughout the entire weekend. You know, we just didn't, TV wasn't a part of our life. We didn't have computers. Of course, computers were created, but we never had a computer. We didn't have phones. Cell phones were not even available, right? We went to the thrift store for our clothes. Okay. So it was an interesting childhood. Actually, I had a, my father My mother got divorced when I was two years old. But my father's side of the family was uh, wealthy. So I call it rich dad, poor mom. Rich dad, poor mom. And I always think one day I'll write a book about that, right? This is a rich dad, poor dad for um, Dr. Kiyosaki. That's such a great book on, on prosperity and wealth distinctions. But my life was rich dad, poor mom. And I grew up in the hills of Santa Barbara in somewhat of a hippie commune. And we had very, very little money. And uh, my mom did not work. She lived off, I think, a $300, uh, you know, child, uh, what's it called um, when you get money from your ex, from your ex, husband, I don't remember, what child support. that's what it's called. I never got that. So I don't know what that's called. Uh, yeah, I think she got something like $300 a month. And of course, I think that her um, mortgage was paid for, which was this kind of like shack kind of a home. I mean, it was not a shack, but it, it was very creaky and it would like move when the wind came through, I swear. And um, we would go to the thrift store for our clothes and we never went on a vacation pretty much. Well, we never went on a vacation. I never even stayed in a hotel room ever in my childhood, I don't think. Um, and then I would have these times that I'd go down to my father's family uh, you know, I'd see my father maybe a couple weeks out of the year, and we'd go down to his parents, or uh, his, his mother's home, which was a beach home down in San San Diego, my Gammy, and I loved her so much she was such an amazing woman. And what happened as a little girl is I correlated kind of chaos to being poor. and I and I associated love and harmony with having money, because when I went down to my father's mother's place, she was very, um, probably a little bit OCD. She would have us wash our clothes every single morning. Uh, she was very organized in everything. Everything was nice. We would, you know, go up like shopping in the morning. And then we'd go down to the beach and be in the ocean all day long. And then we'd have meals, you know, prepared for us. And everyone would get dressed up for dinner for an early cocktail party and then whatever. As little children, obviously we didn't drink. Um, But the point was, is when I was at my mom's, I love my mom and we have the most amazing relationship, but my mom was kind of, she was a bit lost. She didn't have support. Her parents basically disowned her because she had married somebody with money and they didn't like them because they were of color. And so it's like, I came from kind of two universes and it's something that I don't think people know about me, but my my mother's side of the family was had some indigenous um, and, and uh, you know it was almost it was like I lived in a family of color and then I also lived in a white you know privileged family. And both were amazing people all I mean actually my father's family was really very sweet. My mother's mother was kind of not that sweet honestly and and um, so it was really interesting the association I made between money and what it meant to be in life. So I decided very young at an early age. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I want you to kind of track your childhood, track what went on for you. And I will never forget, uh, there was a moment, what happened was, it was my sister's birthday. I don't know how old she was. I probably, I don't know how old I was. I would assume I was five or six years old or something like that. And it was my sister's birthday. And she had decided that she wanted to go ice skating for her birthday. There was a rink down in Santa Barbara. And the day of my Sister's birthday, my mom came to me and she said, I can't afford to take you. Your sister has two friends going, and I can't afford all of you. So you're going to have to stay home when we go ice skating. And I remember being devastated, like literally devastated. I was, it was a traumatic, I was bawling. I had put such meaning around it. I was like probably hyperventilating. I was so upset when they were leaving and driving off. And I remember in that moment that day deciding. And I decided I was going to have money when I, when I grew up. I decided no matter what, I don't know how, but I'm going to have money. And sure enough, just like we know commands work, when you decide in the middle of a traumatic incident, you decide the decisions you make around all of life, your subconscious mind works for that. So what happened? I began to grow up. I actually got my first job in junior high. I started cleaning my my mom's friends' homes and and work offices. I began to I waited tables when I was 15. I actually lied about my age and um, and got a waiting job because you're supposed to be 18 years old in California back then. And they obviously didn't have the systems today. They couldn't track it. And I started waiting tables and I remember I was making decent money, even at 16, I think I'd made like, you know, $2,500 a month, which is a lot of money back in the day. And I began to save money. And, um, obviously you guys know my story about, you know, all my story about being bulimic and date raped. And then I had a a stillborn 22 and all that. We're not going to get into that. But the point is, is that, uh, after my stillborn 22, I got pregnant with my son. And as soon as my son was, I think I think he was five months old or something, I went back and I was in college. I was waiting tables. So I waited tables. And I remember I could barely even put money on, I mean, money, food on the table. There was actually a time when I had a hard time even putting, like buying groceries. I was really broke, but I was saving money and I had committed to saving money And so I began, I was doing my spiritual work on one side. I was doing all my other um, entrepreneur stuff. I began to buy and fix up homes and I would have like, I had like a double life. I saved a million dollars. Okay. And I'll never forget it because the day I realized I was technically a millionaire because I was looking at assets and what they were worth and how much money I had in the bank and all my kind of breakdown of, of my, my assets, I realized I was a millionaire. And in that exact moment, I realized that it was nothing of what I thought it was because I thought that if I, became, if I just became a millionaire, if I just had enough money, then I would be happy. Then my life would be complete. Then I'd feel prosperous. Then I'd be wealthy. And let me tell you, in that moment, I realized it came slamming down like a ton of bricks on me that no amount of money will ever make you prosperous because prosperity is a state of mind is an exchange and flow with money to hoard money is not to be in a true spiritual essence rich and prosperous and abundance okay Yes, we're going to teach the distinctions of being wealthy and how to leverage money and compound money and all that. But in this story, in my story around money, it wasn't until I began to understand the metaphysics more and more of money and began to let go of money, began to receive flow of energy, began to understand that it all comes down to self-worth, and understanding that it is a flow of a currency exchange between extraordinary you know, things. And so we're going to break on down. What does it mean to truly be abundant, to truly have prosperity, to truly be in alignment with universal law and flow of the truth of who we are? So let's do this, you guys. Money breakthrough. You're welcome to take notes. You're welcome to do whatever we actually have a 30-day prosperity in the back end of our membership group, which we'll probably be launching again through this money series, which we're not going to do it on this podcast. Um, we may, though, we don't know when this is going to come out. So it could be on the back end at the end of this podcast for um, for a prosperity program we might be running. Okay. So one, I just want to acknowledge you for taking the time uh, to listen to these podcasts and, um, and invest the time in yourself. And I acknowledge and ask that if you get a lot out of this podcast that you give a review, and that you share it with a friend because this is wisdom that is really important for this planet and important to be able to um, bring truth and, and help people in their suffering and help them live the truth of who they are. So, yes, yes, yes. So we are on a breakthrough money breakthrough series. And this is going to be a series of everything from understanding the, the metaphysics of money to understanding things like leverage, compounding assets, all of that, and getting into some books um, in the metaphysical uh, industry, Abundance book by John Randolph and some other books uh, in even the Bible, even on metaphysics and science around money and some stats and things. Okay, So let's do this thing, the metaphysics of money. And I also want to read from the Abundance book by John Randolph. He, He asks, how rich can you be? He says, as rich as you think you can be, or as wealthy as your contentment level. However, most people are content in just getting by. And if that is as far as your consciousness can expand, then so be it. You have made the choice, but know that you can achieve the total freedom of financial independence if you choose it, and will work to uplift your consciousness and to accommodate the levels of completeness. He does refer to Jesus and know that we are not just, we refer to science, philosophy, and all religions and everything. So I want to make that distinction here. He says, when Jesus told us to seek the kingdom, and we say, seek the kingdom, right? He didn't just say to try for a little bit of the kingdom or half of the kingdom. He said to go for it in its entirety, to incorporate the total spiritual consciousness of plenty in your hearts. And he said to do it first, and then all things will be added into you. Okay. So what's the point of this? The point of this is seek the queendom of heaven within and all things are will be added, right? The point is that if we seek money, then we're actually... We've, we've messed up our supply already because we are seeking something outside of ourselves or we're seeking that car or we're seeking that, you know, new house and we're seeking that, whatever new diamond. The point is, is that we now have put something outside of ourselves as a value. The biggest shift is always to recognize and know that all abundance and our only supply of abundance is source and that everything else is kind of the side effect of that. Everything else is like just the mental equivalent of that. No amount of money will ever make you happy. No amount of money will ever fulfill you. No amount of money will ever make you complete. The only thing that can ever do that is the abundance within. Okay, so let's break this on down. The metaphysics of money. We have to recognize that money represents energy. If you take an actual dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill, I actually invite you to take one out today as kind of homework around this. And I want you to really think about what this actual tangible, you know, physical thing called money is and recognize it's worthless. It is backed by nothing. It's not backed by gold. Back in the day uh, when they first started the thing called money, it was actually backed by gold and each, you know, piece of paper represented something. Money is completely a man-made concept. In fact, right now they're printing so much money that money is going down in value so fast that it's one of the biggest crime things on this planet in my opinion because the inflation, the, your money is worth nothing. It just goes down in value. It represents energy. Money represents the exchange of energy, right? So if I give you a100 dollars, what does that represent in the amount of energy for you, right? What does it represent for you? You can take that dollar, I mean, that $100 bill, and you can go buy whatever, some groceries, you can go buy whatever it is, a new shirt, whatever it is. It represents how much time would it take for you to to come up with that energy to be able to exchange right money used to be things back in the day people exchange things like chickens and you know different food and whatever else it was it was you do this i do that i can i can fix your shoes you can raise chickens and give me eggs right so we would exchange our our services right now we just have a thing called money as a representation of exchanging energy and thank goodness for money. I mean, imagine that we had to just exchange things like, here's this lamp where you take this lamp in exchange for, you know, um, me going to the movies, right? Like, thank goodness for money. I just want to be totally um, appreciative and grateful for this thing called money, this representation thing. And obviously, we know we're going to Bitcoin and different things like that as well. So that's going to be interesting to watch how um, how we're able to have a new currency that maybe hopefully will be more integrity. We will see. So next is money. Money is created in mind. We have to understand money is created in mind because it is a man-made concept again. Money is, you know, the, the banks decide... how how much worth money is, the the influx of money changes from every country, the different types of money. So money is created in mind. It was created in mind. We created this concept and it's an agreed upon concept. And that's why we all use money, right? So money is a symbol of value. Money is a symbol of value. And wherever you spend your money is generally what you value. So if you want to know what you value, (laughs) right, you can see where you spend your money. Where do you spend your time and your money? And that's how we can see what you value. Money is a collective agreement for an exchange of value. Money is a collective agreement for an exchange of value. We all agreed, and we may no longer agree on on paper money. Maybe we're going to agree on Bitcoin. Maybe we're going to agree on whatever. But so money is a collective agreement for an exchange of value. Money itself is worthless and backed by nothing. We have to remember that. So many people, and the metaphysics is this, the extent to which you, you place your power or hand your power over to money is the extent to which you will feel disempowered in the realm of money. The extent to which you hand your power over to money is the extent to which you feel disempowered. So money is an illusion. It really is. The paper that makes the money's real. Money is an illusion. It is, it is uh, subjective. It is relative. Money changes in what it's worth by, by a, a plethora of different things. And each person has a relationship with money. So my invitation for you is to begin to go through this money series with me on this podcast and begin to take notes and journal about all this different stuff yourself. So what is your relationship to money? What do you believe about money? Do you believe you're worthy of, of a, an abundance of money? do you believe money is the root of all evil? What do you believe? What is it? Right? So how one relates to money is a reflection of their own belief system. What's your belief system around money? You have to work really hard for money. You can't keep money. Money's for other people. You're not worthy of money. Oh my gosh. I could never ask for anybody to pay for something for me. Right? Like what's your relationship? What are your beliefs around money? And what you can generally take a look at also is what do your parents believe about money? What do they tell you about money? What do your friends believe about money? You know, I take a look at my friends and they're so, I have such a variety of friends. I have some friends that are able to make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. I have other friends that they are in such scarcity that they, you know, they literally won't spend a dime on anything, they'll literally go, you know, to the um, to the trash to find things to build things to do things, right? Like, so it just depends. Every relationship is very interesting. I have friends that have such flow of money that they they make it as fast as they can spend it, and they make it again as much as they can spend it. And I'm here to say that I don't believe there is one one relationship that, with money that's better. In that, for one person, they really value a lot of um, net worth, and they value that, and they get to have that. For other people, they love to be in flow with it and give it and receive it and not hold on to it. And so I invite you to take a look at what you believe, what's good, what's bad when it comes to money. How should you spend money? How shouldn't you spend money? And taking a look at that is all judgment. And as long as you stay in judgment, you're gonna, you're gonna, to, you know, you're going to repel your good. That money in a relationship is unique for each individual. And I honor each individual's truth. And you get to recreate your truth. If How you're living is is it are you actually thriving? Are you actually being able to express the depths of your soul and form? Then great. If not, then let's make a big breakthrough and shift to this. So money is a symbol of self-worth. After working with you know thousands of, of clients, I recognize that it all comes down to self-worth. So when we're doing trauma work around money, it's not necessarily around money. We get into the trauma. It could be something that's not, it doesn't even seem like it's money related, but say, so say someone, you know, is raped or molested, or they, you know, gotten a big argument with their parents as a child and they have a trauma. And as we begin to transform the trauma through the E4 trauma method and begin to neutralize that trauma, we recognize the commands that were stated into the subconscious mind. And oftentimes it's something like, I'm not lovable. Something's wrong with me. I'm not enough, whatever that is. And so, of course, that's an identity and the identity goes into all aspects of their life. And of course, it goes into the relationship with money. So if I'm not enough, then how can be enough to have an abundant life, right? So money is a symbol of your self-worth, truly and truly. I often ask people, you know, if, if, you, if you had all the money in the world you know, and you have a child, how, how would you want to, what would you give to that child? I'm sure you give them beautiful home and beautiful food and beautiful clothing and all the supplies they need to, you know, create with whatever they need to create with, you would never not give them something that they truly needed to express themselves and to, and to, you know, have an abundant life. And so my question is, are you doing that for yourself? You know, do you believe you're worthy of, of all the things it takes to have a, all the tools you need to have a beautiful career that you love? Having team that you love, having beautiful home and beautiful healthcare and beautiful food and and a nice safe car and all those things. I'm not talking about a sickness of needing a bunch of material things that are beyond what you really need. I mean just having beautiful basics of life, even and and being able to express. And it's fine, you know. If you want a plane, it's fine. It's just like it depends on the value system you have. So, the next metaphysical truth is there are infinite ways to make money. This is the ultimate truth that I always say, and this is, uh, what I ask you to do right now and your homework. I want you to create, um, write down every last drop of everything that you would, would like to have. If money was of no object, you know, what would you have in your life? What would that be? What would you be doing? You know, someone would say, well, if I want a hundred million dollars in lottery, I would, my life wouldn't change that much. You know, I might have a, a nicer home. I would, um, put a lot of time into, you know, say they want to do philanthropy. I would spend time doing philanthropy. I would be around people that I love. I'd probably take a few beautiful trips throughout the year and, you know, they say whatever. And then what I want you to do is I want you to put money to that. How much money would that be per month? What kind of money would you need to make to make that? And then I want you to basically know that now you're in this masterclass called life and that your job now is to rise to that occasion because those those desires would not be planted in your heart, in your soul, if it was not what is the truth for you. Whatever it is that you truly desire is the truth. And it is our job to rise in our consciousness, rise in our innovation. Because remember, innovation is the key to creating money. There are infinite ways of making money. So if you have that vision now of the life that you live, if you won the lottery, your job is to rise to that in your innovation, in the ways of making money, in the ways of getting your your brain to begin to think bigger, you know, your mind to think bigger. And so I know that there's infinite ways of making money. There's always infinite equations. Thomas Trover talks about this a lot in our Lineage of New Thought movement. He talks a lot about how there is infinite ways of putting the elements together in this universe and so there's also infinite ways of making money there has to be there's only lack to the extent that you don't open your mind all innovation is the key to more money and when you open up to that field yes you attract it to yourself even just through the law of attraction and everything but you also can innovate you're the creator as well you're co-creating with all of life you are life you are the universe So next truth is spirit within is the source of all innovation and all abundance. You have the first cause is it within you spirit divine. God is within you. It's the essence of who you are. You are not just the individual. You are the collective. You are the cosmic. You are all of the universe. And so recognizing that within you is all innovation, all abundance. The truth is there's only abundance and any place that you're experiencing scarcity is because there's a lie. There's a limited belief. Scarcity And abundance is created in mind. It's the same use of energy. It's just inverted for scarcity. It's the same energy. So the next is an asset. Asset is something that generates more money for you, right? So we're gonna, I'm going to teach you in other podcasts what an asset is versus a liability, how you can really um, build your assets up, everything from great re- great relationships that you work with or an asset to buying things that go up in value instead of down in value, okay? That's one of the key factors of understanding wealth, understanding how the universe works. The universe reflects wherever we put energy into, it reflects back abundantly, exponentially. And that's the same with the 3D realm, wherever we put um, attention into it will reflect back. If you want to put it into creating, you know, um, liabilities, you'll end up with bills and having to owe money. If you want to put it into assets and things that go up in value, you will generate income and all this stuff, right? Understand also that assets is something that generates more money for you, and a liability is something that requires money to maintain or depreciates in value, okay? Compounding. Compounding is money generating more money. And I'm going to teach you about this in another podcast around how you can begin to compound money by building assets, by building leverage, by all these things, right? And it's important to understand that this is also how universal law works, that money, everything that we create in this life creates more of the effect, right? So we're creating all the time our different habits and different things and it's compounding. Whatever we're creating keeps growing exponentially. Leveraging, you're going to learn about leveraging in these podcast series as well and money breakthrough. Leveraging is using other people's money or other ways of of leveraging to exponentially create more money. Learning how to do this through getting loans. So when we use loans, we want to use it through you know, having it be for assets and liabilities, right? We're going to learn all about that. These are just like universal laws go into all physical nature, the physics of money, the metaphysics of money, okay? The extent to which your identity is tied to money is the extent to which you will experience feeling disempowered, right? So if you only identify yourself, your self-worth has to be tied to, you know, the car that you drive or, you know, how expensive, you know, whatever, all the material stuff. If you're identifying that that's your identity, then you are going to feel disempowered. So there's a saying, and it's really interesting because I don't have the actual saying in front of me. It is a Bible quote. And it says something too, that the eye of, if, an, if the camel went through the eye of the needle, it's it would be harder for the richest man, it'd be more likely for the richest man to go into heaven Than a camel going through the eye of a needle. I just completely debauched that, right? It would be more likely for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to go to heaven. And the reason why this is, is that it's not bad to be rich. Is that if somebody is identifying as being rich, then they are really never going to be in that heaven within. And it was interesting because one of the practitioners, she had a client that actually was having Problems with money breakthrough. And, and he said, I'd been, he had been raised in religion and he was the one who brought back Croton. Said, I'm, I'm having a problem having money because in the Bible it says, you know, this the, about the camel and about the rich man and how, how, why I've always had this whole thing that money is evil and money is, is bad. And the point is, is that we responded and, and uh, she was asking about what it means, what this meaning in the Bible means from a metaphysical standpoint. And the response is that it's not about that a rich man is bad. It's that the identity will never get someone to heaven. So it doesn't matter if you have the identity of being poor or the identity of being rich. If you're identifying with this world out there and that's your identity, then you don't understand the truth of who you are and you will never be able to live in heaven right here, right now. So yes, it is more likely for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a rich man to go to heaven because it's the identity. And when we don't identify as our bodies, we don't identify as our material. We don't identify as the balance in our bank account. We don't identify as any of that. We know the true identity, the I am identity. And when we live in that, we are in heaven right here, right now. And all things are added. All wealth, all prosperity, all material things, every last drop. So I recognize, again, that the ability to create money is infinite. The secret to generating money is giving. Giving and receiving is one thing. The currency of all of life, the current of money, the currency of money is giving and receiving. So if you want more money, you've got to give more value. If you want more money, you've got to give more value. What someone spends money on indicates a person's value system. So remember, give value where you want to receive value and money, right? We just did a five-day challenge. We gave so much value. And some people will get involved in society. Some people won't. We don't attach to that. We give in service. The biggest shift in sales that went on uh, day three, we went through selling with soul. And it's all about the exchange of, I mean, sorry, the big, huge shift in mind of no longer looking to get money, or get a client, that the shift is to go into serving and helping people get committed to themselves and their dreams and giving value to them. So in the five-day challenge, we gave so much value, guys. We give People literally have their lives changed to generate money. Um, They begin to understand how to make money online. We give so much value. In exchange, yes, we we end up making a lot of money because the universe will reflect back. Um, Five-day challenge is exactly the way that I did 150K in 10 days the very first launch I did because we give so much value. It's not because we manipulate people, right? It's because we give, literally, we give um, content that should be majorly paid for. And so it's like when you walk into a store, people know the psychology of this. If you give, you know, a free gift, then at some level it has to be reflected back. So money can create both bondage or freedom. Just remember that money is just a mental equivalent of of where you are in your consciousness. Money can create both bondage and freedom. There's people that are multiple, multiple millionaires that are miserable. And so money does not necessarily create happiness. We do know that through stats that if people make under $70,000 that it does impact their their happiness. Of course, it would impact because they wouldn't be able to have basics of life. Um, but over that, once you're able to have your basics, like having food on the table and things like that. Beyond that is really just a state of mind. I know people that don't have much money that are absolutely so happy. And I have friends that have a ton of money that are miserable and vice versa. So it really comes down to your own consciousness, every last drop of it. But this money breakthrough is for you to begin to take a look and transform how you view money, recognizing that it's not out there. It's all coming from within. Money used for the highest good will give back exponentially. So The homework for you today is to begin to take a look at what is your belief around money? What is your belief system around money? Right? And then I want you to write out all the things that you would desire if you won. You know, if you had all the money in the world, what would you really desire? I mean, truly getting down to reality. How do you spend your time? And what would you spend your time doing? not all the material things you'd buy necessarily. Yes, but really take a look at what do you really truly desire. And then I want you to begin to do a firm mind treatment, meditate, vision, and begin to ask thyself, how can I innovate to create the mental equivalent to have the life that I desire? Because you, de- you deserve to have a life that you desire. You deserve to have plenty because you are worth more than all the gold on this planet. And so let's just end this, this podcast off with a of mind treatment, knowing that We're going to be doing a series. I'm going to break on down some of these things even more from you. The kind of how to actually grow wealth uh, from a money perspective, learning assets, learning liabilities, learning all that, learning how to transform your traumas around money and having breakthroughs around all of that, taking inventory of where you've handed your money, your your power over to money, and so on and so forth, going through some of the metaphysical books on money. Okay, so let's do this thing. Take a deep breath in, take your hands together. You can put them together putting them at your heart recognizing that we are connecting the right and left hemisphere we're also connecting oh man i go away from this microphone um we're also connecting into the divine we're connecting into the divine connecting our higher self and our lower self connecting into this one presence this one love this one currency recognizing that the world is ours Everything is ours already. Look at the abundance we have in our life. Right now, I'm sure you could go walk down into, you know, gardens somewhere, into a beautiful hotel, into the lobby and sit there and have a tea. It's all yours. It's all yours. When we open up our heart and have beautiful friends that have abundance, we go over to beautiful homes and have beautiful meals. We bring gifts when we come. We flow in our exchange. We hire people that have spent tons of time on becoming their genius and they bring abundance into our careers and into our businesses. And they, in exchange also, we have clients that pay us exponentially because we have spent so much time developing and being able to transform and birth people's truth and help them build their companies. And so they are so lucky to exchange and they get 10x on their consciousness, right? We flow, we give, we exchange, we receive all the abundance back and forth. We, we literally are magnets and we repel what no longer serves us and we magnify and bring forth what whoever and whatever is in flow, And so in this divine moment, I say yes to prosperity. I say yes to vitality. I say yes to money and monetization. I say yes, to this beautiful thing that you are, which is abundance, which is prosperity. You are that. You are the one cause. You are source. You are one. This is your true identity that I am and recognize if you understand the truth of you, who you are, the cosmic energy, the collective energy, all of that. In this, we open up our hearts, we open up our minds, we open up and say, show me the way, my true self, show me the way. May I be the mental equivalent of every last drop of every desire I have. May I live in alignment with truth and never look out there, May I never invert it for lack or scarcity. I recognize I'm in flow with all of it, and all of it's good, the good, the bad, the, the scarcity, and the abundance. I don't attach because it's not my true identity. And then I go back to source. I go back to that well, I go back to that infinite, infinite source, and I know it's all possible and innovation in opening up my mind in creating in this lifetime. I know it's all abundance. It's all abundance. It's all abundance. It's all a breakthrough to the truth, the true consciousness as it together we say. And so it is. Yes, yes, yes. And so it is you guys. Okay. I'm so excited to take this journey with you and the money breakthrough you guys. So just begin to, again, Uh, brainstorm and journal on what your beliefs are around money. And then I want you to make an entire list of everything you'd want in life. And then begin, we're going to begin the spiritual practice of asking our higher self, who do I need to become to be the mental equivalent of all that list? Who do I need to become to to understand and not put my happiness based upon that list? Who do I need to become to just know that it's all within me already and that prayers are answered the moment the prayer is done? Because the answers are already here in our heart. So to say yes, 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 as together we say, and so it is. So invite you to have a friend join you with this money series. We'll be bringing one out once a week, and you can um, kind of play with it, do journaling on it, practice it. Um, We'll be using the Abundance book by John Randolph Price as well, and um, also have a 30-day prosperity course. We may be kicking off here. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. Um, It will be on the back end um, of all these podcasts if we are, okay? Have a beautiful day, and may we all live our truth. Thank you for tuning in Soul Society and Dr. Aaron Podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to soulcide.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations, and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Soul Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash soulciety. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.